I'm going to do something a little different this morning. I'm going to read a chapter in, this, in Scripture, and that chapter is going to do its own teaching. It doesn't require uh, anything other than what it says. It makes it very clear. One of the things that I consider and I think about as I begin to jump into this, um, one of the things that I consider is that in a relationship with the Father, anytime we're in a relationship with Him, if at any point in our lives we wonder why things are the way that they are, I believe that this chapter that I'm about to read helps us to understand sometimes where we might be getting it right and where we might be getting it wrong. Um, and often, keep in mind this is true, oftentimes, many times, it is true that it isn't necessarily that we're doing it wrong. It might just be that we didn't know how to do it at all. We didn't know what the right response was. And when I read what I'm about to in the First Testament, or what religion calls the Old Testament, when I read what I'm about to read out of the First Testament, I want you to, I want you to make sure that you do not discount what we're about to read. Because the Second Testament does not nullify nor make void the first. The second testament builds upon the first. In fact, when Isaiah began to prophesy about Christ, when the second testament came, when grace came, it didn't nullify the prophecy of Isaiah. Still true. Still held true. In fact, when the second testament came, it did not nullify the law. What it did was said this, said there is one who has come, and I'm paraphrasing. If you will have relationship with the one that I sent, Jesus Christ, and you will walk with him, what you need to do is sometimes you need the law until by the Spirit you are able to do what he's asked, you, asked of you. Paul said it, in fact. He said, listen, until you can do this thing by the Spirit, until this is so natural in you because... God is working in you and Holy Spirit is working in you and, and it's, it's, it's a given that you're going to make a choice that honors Him. Until that time, you need the law to keep you in line. You need the law to guide you. In fact, every area of our life, I'm thankful that there are times that when I move into something different or even in the natural, when I'm doing something new or something different, there are laws that determine how this thing is going to work. My wife and I this week, we're staining boards. We're staining wood. We're staining pine. And all of the pine that we're staining came off of our land, off of trees that we cut down 151 pine trees on our property. We had them harvest those pine trees and then cut tongue and groove boards and cut and, and process um, shiplap out of the wood that came off of our land. And then we're using that on walls and in the ceiling of our house. So that everything that's in our house that is aesthetic will be coming from our land. And when we were preparing the wood this past few days, and as we begin to do this, we would put stain on a piece of wood and it would immediately turn orange or yellow. It didn't matter what color it was because it's pine. Pine's so soft and it has so, much, so many oils in it, it just it will discolor. So there's a specific way that you have to do it. So... We could do this. We could say, well, I'm just going to keep applying this stain until it becomes the color that I want it to be. And it never would. But we could keep trying. I'm going to add another coat. And I'm going to sand it. And I'm going to add another coat. And I'm going to sand it. And I'm going to add another coat. And I'm going to sand it. We could continue to do that. 
believing that I know how to do this and I'm going to make this work. I'm not giving it an option. Or we could look up the law because we do not yet by the Spirit know how to do this thing. So I need a law that tells me how to do this properly. So we look it up and find out that there is a process to getting pine to stain the color you want it to be. And there's something called a pre-stain and a wash and the way you sand it and everything that you do to that pine. Keep in mind, when we were trying to do it our way, because we didn't know how to do it, so we've stained other things, what's different about this? So much. And we could have continued to do it our way and never received the result we were looking for. But when we looked to the tutor, when we looked to the law, when we looked to something that I don't want to live by that law, but I need that law to move me into a place where now I know how to do it and I don't have to look at those instructions anymore. Does that make sense? So when we did that, do you know what happened when we followed the law? Then we put our stain on there yesterday and we were like, wow, we're texting pictures to people. Look at this. Changed everything because there's a law that says this is the only way you're going to stain pine and do it efficiently. But now I'll never have to look back at that. Anytime I stain pine going forward by the Spirit, it's already in me. It is now in me. And I'm going to remember the effort and labors we put into something that was futile until we look to the law that got us to where we could do it by the Spirit. Does that make sense to you this morning? So... I said all that to say this, that the Second Testament does not make void the first. The Second Testament does not nullify the first. Nullify the, first. the Second Testament builds on and, in fact, accentuates the first. In fact, when I think of the prophecy of Isaiah about Christ, when I think about that when I, and others, but when I think about the prophecies of the First Testament that did not happen until the Second Testament, it just gives more life when I read it in the Second Testament. It suddenly makes it explode. And I see the bigger picture of what was actually happening in the first. It expounds on and it builds it up. So I want to expound on and build on something that we find in the First Testament. I'm going to read the entire chapter. And it will teach itself. I want you to hear the words that I'm speaking and I want you to follow along. So if you have a Bible like this or whatever you've got, paper book, Bible... I want you to follow along Deuter Deuteronomy 28. If, you're, don't, if you don't have one of these, please open your phone or whatever smartphone you... But I want everybody to follow along with me because I do not... It's also going to be on the screen up here. You can do it that way. But it is important to me that you are seeing every word that I'm saying. Every single word because actually it's not my words. These are Yahweh's words. This is the word of the Lord. And I want you to know today there is a way to blessing. Everybody say, there is a way, is a way. To, blessing. to blessing. Say, there is a way, is a way. To, honor to honor God. And there is a way, is a way. To, cursing. to cursing. Not cursing, to curse, <laughs> to a curse. Don't be, there's, nothing, there's nothing that will take, don't go to cursing. Don't get there. <laughs> don't get to the curse either. But I want you to follow along. As we read it this morning, because I want you to see, and while we're reading this this morning, and it's doing its own teaching, I want you to consider yourself in this. What applies? What doesn't? What part are you faithful in? What part might you not be faithful in? 
In what ways? When you see these things and you see the cattle of the fields and you see the fruit of the vine and you see these blessings, imagine in your own way the, those things that are present in your life today. Is this fruit of my obedience or is this a curse for my disobedience? Am I lacking this because I have not been obedient? And may I say this? Thank you, I will. This is true. None of us in this room, not one, have found ourselves on the side of obedience every single time. It's just not possible. Because there's a little bit of Adam in all of us. And we're doing our very best as we trust Holy Spirit to eliminate that Adamic nature that is in us and that we are found with on a daily basis. So we're looking to the Father and saying to Him, Help me today to be faithful over the words that you speak to me. Help me to be faithful over what, the, what you have put in me because I believe that my heart is the same as your heart. I want to walk in blessing. How about you? Now, when I say blessing, I'm not talking about riches. And neither is Deuteronomy 28. Now, that's part of it. But blessing is more than that. Blessing is having a great relationship with your husband, knowing how to be a righteous husband. Knowing how to be a righteous wife. Knowing how to be a righteous parent. Knowing how to trust. Knowing how to believe Him for what's greater. So we're going to dive into Deuteronomy 28 and I want you to follow along with me as I read this and I want you to hear and see every single word as we go. And this is what He says. If you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all His commandments that I command you today, then the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. There is not a more powerful first statement in all of Scripture than Deuteronomy 28.1. The most powerful statement in all of Scripture. He says, if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord... Now, somebody might be saying, well, what about salvation? It falls right into this. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God, you will not ignore Christ when he's in His appearing. If you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your... I'm gonna, i got to stop inserting stuff. If you faithfully obey the voice of... See, Bola, he put it on me this morning. He said, we preachers, we do this thing. If you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all His commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God, will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Hallelujah. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed will be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your very eyes. They will come out against you one way, and you'll find them running seven ways away. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns and in all that you undertake. And He will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a people that are holy to Himself, as He has sworn to you, 
if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in His ways. And all the peoples of the earth shall see and know that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will make you abound in prosperity, in the fruit of your womb, and in the fruit of your livestock, and in the fruit of your ground, within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. And the Lord will open to you His good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hands. Hallelujah! And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall only go up and never down if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, being careful to do them. And if you do not turn aside from any of the words that I command you today, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them, you will walk in blessing. And everybody said, but if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, if you will not be careful to do all His commandments and His statutes that I command you today, then all of these curses I'm about to share with you will come upon you and you will be overtaken. Cursed, you will be in the city. Cursed, you will be in the field. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground, the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and frustration in all that you undertake to do until you are destroyed and perish quickly on account of the evil of your deeds because you have forsaken the Lord. The Lord will make pestilence stick to you until He has consumed you off the land that you are entering to take possession of it. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease and with fever, inflammation and fiery heat and with drought and with blight and with mildew. They will pursue you until you perish. The heavens over your head shall be bronze and the earth under your feet shall be iron. The Lord will make the rain of your land powder from heaven Dust shall come down on you until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before every enemy. You will go out one way against them and find yourself running seven ways before them. You shall be a horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your dead body will be food for all the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and there will be no one to frighten them away. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt and with tumors and scabs and itch of which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of mind. And you will grope at noonday as the blind grope in darkness, and you will not prosper in your ways. And you shall be only oppressed and robbed continually, and there will be no one to help you. You'll betroth the wife, but another man shall ravish her. You'll build a house, but you will not dwell in it. You will plant a vineyard, but you'll never eat its fruit. Your ox will be slaughtered before your eyes, and you'll not eat one piece. Your donkey will be seized before your face, but shall not be restored to you. Your sheep will be given to your enemies, and there will be no one that will help you. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people, while your eyes look on and fail with longing for them all day. But you shall be hopeless. 
a nation that you have not known will eat up the fruit of your ground and of all your labors, and you will be only oppressed and crushed continually, so that you are driven mad by the sights that your eyes see. The Lord will strike you on the knees and on the legs with grievous boils, of which you cannot be healed, from the sole of your foot to the crown of your head. The Lord will bring you and your king whom you set over you to a nation that neither you nor your fathers have known. And there you shall serve other gods of wood and stone. And you shall become a whore, a proverb, and a byword among all the peoples and the Lord, that the Lord will lead you away. You shall carry much seed into the field and shall gather in little, for the locust shall consume it. You shall plant vineyards and dress them, but you shall neither, dr neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worm will eat them. You will have olive trees throughout all your territory, but you will not anoint yourself with the oil, for your olives will drop off. You, sh you shall father sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they will go into captivity. I can't help but include this here. The many, many times I've read this verse, the one thing that always comes to my mind is our children that are lost to drugs, to alcoholism, to pornography. Our children that are lost to every other thing is a picture of this. The cricket in verse 42 shall possess all your trees and the fruit of your ground. The sojourner who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you and you shall come down lower and lower. He will lend to you and you will not lend to him. He shall be the head and you will be the tail. All these curses will come upon you and pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey. Because you did not obey. Everybody say because. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep His commandments and His statutes that He commanded you. They will be a sign and a wonder against you and against your offspring forever because you did not. Everybody say, you did not. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart because of the abundance of all things. Your abundance has robbed you of relationship. Therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and thirst and nakedness and lacking everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. The Lord will bring a nation against you from far away, from the end of the earth, swooping down like the eagle, a nation whose language you do not understand. A hard-faced nation who shall not respect the old or show mercy to the young. They shall eat the offspring of your cattle and the fruit of your ground until you are destroyed. It also shall not leave you grain, wine, or oil. The increase of your herds or the young of your flock until they have caused you to perish. They shall besiege you in all your towns until your high and fortified walls in which you trusted come down throughout all your land. And they shall besiege you in all your towns throughout all your land which the Lord God has given you. And you shall eat the fruit of your womb, the flesh of your sons and daughters whom the Lord your God has given you in the siege and in the distress with which your enemies shall distress you. The man who is the most tender and refined among you, you will begrudge fool to his brother, to the wife he embraces, and to the last of his children whom he left, so that he will not give to any of them any of the flesh of his children whom, children whom he is eating, because he has nothing else left in the siege and in the distress with which your enemy shall distress you in all your towns. In these towns, these are the towns that were cities of promise, places of promise, places of covenant, but because of disobedience, they became, instead of blessing, a prison. Verse 56, The most tender and refined woman among you, you who would not venture to set the sole of her foot on the ground because she's so delicate and tender, will begrudge to the husband, 
she embraces to her son and to her daughter. Her afterbirth that comes out from between her feet and her children whom she bears because lacking everything she will eat them secretly in the siege and in the distress with which your enemy shall distress you in your towns. Follow along, it's very important. You're, you're hearing what I'm saying and seeing what I'm saying too. Verse 58, if you are not careful to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, Yahweh, your God, then the Lord will bring on you and your offspring extraordinary afflictions, afflictions severe and lasting, and sicknesses grievous and lasting. And He will bring upon you again all the diseases of Egypt of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Every sickness also and every affliction that is not recorded in the book of this law, even what is not in this book, the Lord will bring upon you until you are destroyed. Whereas you were as numerous as the stars of heaven, you will be left few in number because you did not. Everybody say, did not. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God. And as the Lord took delight in doing you good and multiplying you, so the Lord will take delight in bringing ruin upon you and destroying you. And you shall be plucked off the land that you are entering to take possession of it. And the Lord will scatter you among all peoples from one end of the earth to the other. And there you shall serve other gods of wood and stone, which neither you nor your fathers have known. And among these nations you shall find no respite, and there shall be no resting place for the sole of your foot. But the Lord will give you there a trembling heart and failing eyes and a languishing soul. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. Night and day you shall be in dread and have no assurance of your life. In the morning you shall say, If only it were evening. And at evening you shall say, If only it were morning. Because of the dread that your heart shall feel and the sights that your eyes shall see. And the Lord will bring you back in ships to Egypt, a journey that I promised that you should never make again. And there you shall offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but no one will want to buy you. Why did I read that today? Because sometimes I think relationship with God becomes... an afterthought in our lives. Do I really need to do this? Do I really need to honor this? Do I really need to not go there, not go there, or go there, or be there, or say this, or not do that? Do I really need to do that? I want to tell you today, Deuteronomy 28 makes it really plain. The Father is very serious about whether or not we're obedient to Him. Not unto death. But we are obedient to Him unto life. We are disobedient unto death. We trust Him. The Father's looking for a people, Al, who will rise up, hold their head high, put their shoulders back and their chest out, and say, Father, wherever you go, I will follow you. We'll stand tall with confidence and say, you know what, I might not understand, but obedience, obedience does not require my understanding. It simply requires my obedience. Father, wherever you lead me, I will follow. Whatever you ask of me, you will find that in me is the right answer. My heart, Father, is after you. What you're asking of me, what you require of me, whatever part that it is, 
How I husband my wife or be a wife to my husband. How I father my children. How I work on my job. The excellence that I do things with. How I use my language and the vocabulary that you have given me. The things that I speak. The places I go. The things that I do. Father, may they glorify you in my rising up and my lying down. May you find that when I get up in the morning that coming out of my mouth, within that voice is the voice of God. May every man and woman that knows me, that walks beside me, in front of me, or behind me, every person I sit beside at that computer or that kiosk or wherever it is I'm working, may every person that knows me know that I am a child of the Most High God and there cannot be any confusion. No one should know differently. May my life in every way, Father, reflect that the glory of God is evident in me. May my life reflect, may my words reflect in every way that the kingdom of God is real to me, important to me, and that I'm a part of your purpose in increasing the kingdom forever and ever and ever. Let every man and let every woman know that when I received Jesus Christ and I said yes, when I came to Him and I said, Father, I repent, Forgive me of my sins and change my life. May every man and every woman know that when I came to the Father and I said, forgive me, I wasn't kidding. I wasn't joking and I didn't come lightheartedly. When I said, forgive me, I said, Father, forgive me because it was a wretched man that I was, but it is a son that I have now become. And I mean to take that very, very seriously. Let those be the words in our mouth. May we rise up today. And may it be found in us that the first quarter of that entire chapter was about the blessing. He said, this is how easy it is. He said, if, everybody say if. If, if he said, you will hear and obey my voice. He said, if, you will hear and obey my voice. He said, if, you will trust me. If, you will turn from your wicked ways. He said, if, you will hear and obey my voice. I want to tell you, I'm going to turn over every rock. I'm going to put fruit on all your trees. I'm going to make sure that I change everything about it. I'm going to make sure that your days are not filled with wearisome moments. I'm going to make sure that your days are not filled with mourning. I'm going to give you reason to shout. I'm going to give you reason to rejoice. I'm going to give you reason to stand up. I'm going to give you a reason to put your hands together and to clap. I'm going to give you a reason to stand up and say, I don't want to be found anywhere else but inside the will and purpose of God. Can somebody say amen this morning? Is that your heart today? If you will hear and obey His voice, all of those promises are you. But if we don't, He makes it very plain. He said, I just want to make it real simple. I don't want my kids to be confused about what my intentions are for them. Here's my intentions. Hear and obey my voice. Trust me, I'm telling you. I'm telling you today. And you might be in here, you might say, well, I don't know Him. I don't really walk with Him. I'm not really serious about my relationship with God today. I'm going to tell you today. You have two steps. You have two things you can do. You have two choices. You're going to hear and obey or you're going to deny the voice. You deny the voice and I want to tell you life is going to be hell. And it isn't a hell that you're getting to. It's a hell that you will be in. You need to hear what I'm telling you today. It's not about getting to a hell that's somewhere in the wild blue yonder. We begin to disobey the voice of God, and I tell you, our hell starts now. With every act of disobedience, hell starts now because hell is the absence of God. Hell is the absence of God. And where God is not, you're already in hell. You need to hear me today. Somebody might say, well, I'm not sure about that, but you, you can look at your life and you can say, man, this life feels like hell. You know those t-shirts we got that say hell no on them? Because that's not my choice. Hell? No. 
I encourage you to go out there and buy one today. Wear it everywhere you go. Hell, no. Then we need to add a little line to it. Say, obedience, yes. I'm going to tell you something. This thing, this kingdom walk that we're in, this kingdom walk that we do, this faith that we exhibit, the receiving of Christ isn't something that we say, yeah, are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. You know, I got saved like 20 years ago. I'm, you know, me and God, we're, we're good. Man, if that's the response... You're not hearing everything he's saying. Because at some point it's like, am I a Christian? Man, I'm telling you, I'm a son. I'm not just a guy that said, I believe. I've become a son. God's taking care of me like a child, like a son. And you know what? It matters to me what he thinks. It matters to me what he sees in me. It matters to me whether or not I'm disappointing. It matters to me whether or not I'm being obedient to his voice. It matters to me whether I rise up with praise on my lips. It matters. It matters to me whether I'm faithful to him in every way. It matters to to him and therefore it's going to matter to me. No, I'm more than just a believer. I'm a son. Son. If you're under the sound of my voice this morning, you're thinking, you know what, my, my relationships become kind of casual. You know, that well, I don't even think about the obedience thing anymore. I don't think about it because I haven't been listening to see if he's saying anything. I can tell you this right now, he's talking to you. And somebody might say, Well, I'm not hearing him say anything. Well, we gotta listen. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a room and, and my wife is saying something to me and then she'll say, honey, did you hear anything I said? And I said, did you say something? You've done the same thing. Don't act like you're innocent. She'll say, you weren't paying attention to me. And, I, and, I, and I'll say, well, my mind was on something else. And I'll, then I'll say, because she didn't mind bringing it to my attention, I'll say, what was it you said? I'm sorry. I'm paying attention. And then she'll tell me. It makes a difference. Not only does it make a difference in now I know what's in her heart, it makes a difference because now I know that we will sleep in the same room that night. It makes a difference. The same is true with a father. We walk into the room, we walk into the building, we walk into wherever we go. And we walk in on a, if we're not careful, we just walk in casually and we walk in as though, you know what, what else is going to happen today? I don't have any expectation. I'm going to tell you, the father's always wanting to say something to you and me. He does not lack for words. He does not lack for a need to talk with you. So my encouragement to you today, you say, you know, my relationship with Him has become kind of complacent. You know, I just really kind of take it for granted and, and I don't really put a lot of weight in it anymore. I, I, you know, I, I do my, I'll, I'll talk to Him every now and then, but I don't really pay. I'm telling you, Father, today, may today be a difference. I pray that the words of Deuteronomy 28 strike a chord with every single person under the sound of my voice. Tomorrow will not be like yesterday. Today. Everybody say this with me. Today. I choose. Stand with me if you would please. Say it again. Say today. I choose. 
to hear and obey the voice of the Lord. Tomorrow, I choose to hear and obey the voice of the Lord. The next day, I choose to hear and obey the voice of the Lord. It's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to obey it. It's another thing to obey it. I know that among us there are people in all different if I use this word, I'm using it loosely, but I'm just going to use it because I think it defines well what I'm trying to say. But I think in this room, I'm certain in this room, there are people that are in all different depths of their relationship with the Father. There are those who trust Him emphatically. I mean, you absolutely trust Him in every way. And then there are those who trust Him with easy things. You know, whatever that might be. Then there are those who don't really trust Him at all. They love Him. But they're never going to go to Him and say, you know what, I'm going to extend faith and believe that you're going to do this for me. Everything's only face value. When it gets to me, I'll believe that He can do it. If it doesn't come to me, I'm just going to... I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you there's different depths of relationship that are in this room today. But I'm going to tell you the depth the Father wants for every single person. He wants all of us to do this one thing. He said, of all everything you do, I want you to do this one thing. I want you to hear me and I want you to obey me. I want you to trust me. The fellas did a podcast this week and I'm trying to remember what was the question Josh the first question the, 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 what was it the podcast about uh, Isaac and Abraham what was the question would you rather so they did a podcast this week and I encourage you to listen to it but it says would you rather would you rather be Isaac or would you rather be Abraham would you rather be the father or would you rather be the son would you rather be the one making the sacrifice or being the sacrifice? Of course, I put a comment on there and I said, I, I, I definitely wouldn't want to be the ram in the thicket. And, uh, but would you rather be Abraham or would you rather be Isaac? And they begin to ponder that and each of them had a different perspective of one, I'd rather be Abraham, one, I'd rather be Isaac and, and yada, yada, yada and, and, and kind of went through that process. Very interesting, very, very uh, creative uh, uh, approach but I want to tell you something today when we consider that question would you rather be Abraham or be Isaac most people in this room today would simply say neither because most people on the planet today really don't have the faith really don't have the faith to carry Isaac up a mountain and to believe that there was another way. And he believed it before he ever got on the mountain, before he ever started the journey. But that's what he's calling us to, Nicholas. The Father's calling us to a place to trust him. See, there was a time when it wasn't made so easy for us. Life wasn't so easy. You couldn't just dial something up. You couldn't just get online and look something up and find it. You couldn't just go down to the local clinic and get amoxicillin or whatever it is you need. And there was a need. Father, I need to trust you. I'm going to tell you something today. We need to trust. We need to hear and obey people. I'm talking to you today. I hope you hear me today. He said, if you will hear and obey the voice of the Lord your God, all of these blessings will come upon you. He is looking for a people that have their ears tuned to Him and their hearts tuned to Him.